0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TV slash gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, and I am your host, Dustin Gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> let me give you a little bit more. On this, but you heard the statement there. You heard the statement from Technocracy Inc. back in 1938. So they wanted control over everything. And so we can get into philosophical debates about all these different forms of government, but this is a form of government that we are seeing being enacted now where the scientists and engineers are controlling the means of production and then the distribution of those goods and services. What do you consider? Gig work. What do you consider these mega companies like Fiverr where people are selling their creative services? Those are the distribution of goods and services uh, by the technocrats because it is the same investors behind all of these tech companies over and over and over again we could sit here and dissect every one of those companies i've done many of them for you we see cia connected venture firms behind instacart the grocery app we see israeli intelligence behind frictionless shopping we see peter thiel a major technocrat a transhumanist a government contractor behind many of these companies and so now the gig industry itself is basically the technocracy. It's the distribution of these goods and services. And as I said, now the artificial intelligence-driven algorithms, which are programmed by the technocrats. At the end of the day, it's the scientists and the engineers that do the programming, at the behest of the owners of those companies. And so, if you are, let's say, on Fiverr.com and you are trying to sell your graphic design or your video editing services you are now relying on the technocrats to bring you customers. And as I've told people before, just like with gig work, at the end of the day, you're not really an entrepreneur. You're not really building a business. You have no book of business. When you work for Instacart, you are not building a book of customers. If Instacart throws you off of the app, if the technocrats kick you off of the app for whatever reason, it's just like a social score. If they don't like you, Uh, Trust me, they're listening to everything you say while you're driving around in your car. So if they don't like you, they throw you off and they cut off your ability to make money. Or they can keep you on that system. Uh, Remember, they use gamification to keep you engaged, keep you addicted to it. They can just lower the amount of money you can make by rigging the jobs that you're offered, the gigs that you're offered. And the same goes for Uber and the rest of them. Well, even on Fiverr.com. You think that you put your services out there and that people are picking through, let's say, 100,000 people to provide graphic design services, and because your stuff is the best or you search search engine optimized your page the best, you are going to end up getting more work. But how do you know when I go look for a graphic designer if I'm even seeing you? See, the technocrats control the algorithm, and therefore they can limit the amount of jobs that you make. Uh, The amount of jobs that you have access to, the amount of customers that come your way. And the way those systems work a lot of times is that you're supposed to be communicating through the system. Therefore, you're not really building a customer that you can do direct business with. And so you're allowing the technocrats to control the means of the distribution of goods and services. They're consolidating this. Under the guise of the private sector, but as I told you, a lot of these companies are funded with uh, startup capital via the CIA through its venture firm inqtel, of which they admit to not a conspiracy theory all right out in the open. so we are moving into this technocracy now, let me just explain to you uh underneath the Technoc- uh, technocrats plan and I have this up on the screen for the video audience over at TV slash gold otherwise you guys can look this stuff up yourself folks but it says here calendar the technocratic movement plan to reform the work schedule and, and you've heard me talk about this in past episodes uh, because I've done a lot of research on this stuff but it's good I'm glad they have it in this uh, Wikipedia article it says the technocratic movement plan to reform the work schedule to achieve the goal of uninterrupted production, maximizing the efficiency and profitability of resources, transport, and entertainment facilities, avoiding the, quote, weekend effect, end quote. According to the movement's calculations, it would be enough that every citizen worked a cycle of four consecutive days, four hours a day, followed by three days off by, quote, titling uh, so, oh, by tiling the days and working hours of seven groups industry and services could be operated 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The system would include holiday periods allocated to each citizen. So when you look at that, you go, oh, that's great. I only have to work four hours a day uh, for four days, and I get three days off. But see, this system, if you do further research on this, relies on every man, woman, <laughs> basically child, uh, working within this system. This is like what we would complain about is communism. So they're going to make the work schedules. They're going to put everyone to work so that they can run the machine, the system, the state 24 hours a day, seven days a week to create an abundance of goods of which then they will control the distribution of those goods and of those services. So you're living in a planned system, folks. It sounds like a smart city. Oh, where do you think those ideas came from? So that's how the mentality of the uh, technocrats today operate. Of course, they want to do it all with artificial intelligence and robots now. And so the question you always have to ask is if you make the uh, the system, like say back then all right let's say these guys got control they run their communist technocracy they force everyone to work around those schedules you refuse to they obviously are going to kill you or they'll just cut off your distribution of goods and you'll starve to death because that's obviously how this system would have worked but when you look at today and you say uh let's say there's 7.7 billion people on the planet earth if, if you believe that number let's just say there is um 7.7 billion people, but if they want to replace a vast majority of those people with robots and artificial intelligence, what happens to all the people? Uh, Where are they getting the money to buy these goods and services that the technocracy is going to make? And so they'll tell you, well, you're going to get universal basic income, which is going to basically be this check that subsidizes you because you're letting the machines and the AI take your job. Well, how long do you think that they're going to allow that to occur? For you to lay at home and just keep popping out kids, and before you know it, the world population is at 15 billion, and you think that these scientists and engineers are working for the good of humanity, they love you, they're just going to run the machines and run the AI that they built, they invested in, they created in cooperation with the government, they're just going to run these systems, let the population grow out of control, and just keep sending you UBI you know, energy tokens, or however they're going to put it, so that you can buy things out of the system. That's not going to happen, folks. If they replace the people with AI and robots, they're going to kill those people. They don't need them anymore. They're useless humans, as Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher of the Fourth Industrial Reich, has said. Useless humans! We will put them in video games and give them drugs until we get rid of them. Yeah, that's what he said and and you see the VR rolling out the psychedelics what do you think that's all about giving you drugs and video games All right That's enough with technocracy. I think you have a solid understanding. Now, eventually, we will go deeper into this. We'll get into technocracy, Inc., but right now, I just wanted you, if you haven't picked it up out of future episodes uh, or haven't listened to this on other shows, I wanted you to just have an understanding of where the idea of technocracy came from, the basics of it, right? And so, it's the scientists and the engineers controlling the means of production and the distribution of goods and services. And so the scientists and engineers believe that the system back then, okay, representative, democracy, capitalism, whatever, that all that stuff was just inefficient it was not streamlined so the scientists and engineers would come in and streamline it and they would build this efficient system that would then provide goods and services to all the people as long as you agreed to let them control you and you worked within their system so their idea was how they were going to streamline the system so essentially it involves more government than the government that existed during this time back in the 1920s to the 1940s and even today it involves more government even if they're going to replace the government with artificial intelligence artificial intelligence does not get rid of government you still need rules regulations uh, policing and everything else so it'll just be done through the technology through the artificial intelligence you see how that works all right Let's go over to transhumanism, and we've discussed transhumanism on this show as well. But I'm going to give you over the next uh, episode and a half a basic lesson in transhumanism. We're going to bring back in the document I started on the other day, and then this way you'll have the uh, you know foundation foundational understanding of technocracy and transhumanism. And then we'll talk about how they connect. That Most of these people now that are in the technocracy are also transhumanists and why they connect. So let's just start over here. Because if uh, friends of yours, let's say you tell them about this, look it up. Let's just look at what they'll be finding. So in Britannica.com, Cyclopedia Britannica, it says transhumanism, social and philosophical movement. Transhumanism, social and philosophical movement devoted to promoting the research and development of robust human enhancement technologies. Such technologies would augment or increase human sensory reception, emotive ability, or cognitive capacity, as well as radically improve human health and extend human lifespans. Such modifications resulting from the addition of biological or physical technologies would be more or less permanent and integrated into the human body. So what they're talking about is a lot of what we covered here and why we've been showing you these government lectures uh, from the scientists and engineers out of the DOD is uh, what they're doing is they are combining the idea of the implantable brain chips with genetic modification, uh, bio arms, you know, robotic arms and legs, exoskeleton suits, basically permanently integrating into the, these into the body and extending lifespans you know as i said is ridiculous because what are they going to do when they reach this point where there is their fear of overpopulation is actually reached so it can't be for everyone but i'm going to show you uh, momentarily how transhumanism and technocracy intersect because that's what i'm going to talk about over the next couple of episodes ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to paint.tv slash gold. All right, folks. So I think that part you already understood. We talked about it enough here. I imagine you've done some research on your own. But uh, let's just repeat this quickly. Transhumanism, social, uh, social and philosophical movement devoted to promoting the research and development of robust human enhancement technologies. Such technologies would augment or increase human sensory reception, emotive ability, or cognitive capacity, as well as radically improve human health and extend human lifespans. Such modifications resulting from the addition of biological or physical technologies would be more or less permanent and integrated into the human body. So that's the definition of transhumanism provided by Cyclopedia Britannica, folks. All right, here, here are the origins. We've talked a little bit about this on the Dust and Gold Standard. We're going to go into more depth on this. But again, like with technocracy, you now understand where it came from. I just want to tell you about the origins of transhumanism. So, the term transhumanism was coined by English biologist and philosopher Julian Huxley in his 1957 essay of the same name. Now, Julian Huxley is the brother of Otis Huxley who wrote Brave New World. Okay, we'll eventually do shows on that in the future. Uh, there's people who have researched this. I would prefer to get a guest on that uh, because to me, None of that actually really matters in the big uh, big scheme of things, but uh, we, we will get into that. It goes on to say, Huxley referred principally to improving the human condition through social and cultural change. But the essay and the name have been adopted as seminal by the transhumanist movement, which emphasizes material technology. Huxley held that although humanity had naturally evolved, it was now possible for social institutions to supplement evolution in refining and improving the species. The ethos of Huxley's essay, if not its letter, can be located in transhumanism's commitment to assuming the work of evolution, but through technology rather than society. And so let me just explain this. Dennis Bushnell, chief scientist of NASA for the last 40 years, and we did a whole episode on this, maybe a couple of episodes, we covered a speech that he gave in 2018. In front of a group called FIRE, Future in Review. And Dennis Bushnell talked about the human evolution of humans, and that is where humans will now take hold of their evolution, they will engineer their evolution. They will no longer allow evolution to run its natural course. And so as you see here, the ethos of Huxley's essay, if not its letter, can be located in transhumanism's commitment to assuming the work of evolution, but through technology rather than society. So the engineers want to engineer human evolution. And that's what we see Dennis Bushnell, chief scientist at NASA, talking about. That's what we've heard Elon Musk talk about. That's what we've heard Peter Thiel talk about. That's what we see, you know, Mark Zuckerberg talking about. That's what we see Jeff Bezos invested in. These guys are investing in these companies for life extension. They're on this quest for immortality. They talk about uploading their consciousness to the cloud, talk about taking their consciousness out of the cloud, combining it with other consciousness, making an AI hive mind, beaming that down into these biological or non-biological bodies. A biological body would be like putting your brain into someone else's body or growing these designer children genetically modified children or I wouldn't call them humans they're not going to be human at that point inside of these synthetic wombs starting with a fresh brain injecting their mind their consciousness into that child uh, and then Uh, either having that child strapped up with robotic technology or having a complete and total nanobot Iron Man suit as Kurzweil has talked about the ability to have a swarm of nanobots like bees come together and form a suit and they could beam their consciousness into the suit and as we discussed the other day Uh, One of the tenets of transhumanism, which is a transitional human, is to transition into a post-human, which is no longer human, which is why for 70 episodes I keep telling you that this is about engineering humanity out of existence and i'll talk about that in a moment and i'll show you how technocracy and transhumanism intersect but i want to give you a little more out of cyclopedia britannica because tomorrow we are going to get into a paper i found uh, called transhumanism by abu faram of the new school for social research written in 2022 very good paper and then we're going to get back to the journal of medicine and philosophy bioethics and transhumanism uh written by alan porter which this is just a fantastic paper it really breaks it down and hopefully i'll be able to get these people on as guests they're not really in the podcast space they're more you know academics who have written about this but um Let me just tell you here. This is out of Britannica. This is characteristics of the movement. The movement's adherents tend to be libertarian and employed in high technology or in academia, right? So they're employed in high technology. These are the technocrats, folks. The technocrats tend to be libertarian. So this idea of them being libertarian is just a total farce. I wonder if people who identify as political libertarians ideologically libertarians if they would ever debate people like peter thiel you know or ray kurzweil because i don't understand if you're going to let scientists and engineers engineer the future of humanity meaning they will control humanity meaning that they will have hacked and then created a new genome hacked the human genome created a new genome so the scientists and engineers will be in charge of what the new species is how will that be anything uh anything even closely related to a libertarian that claims to be for personal freedom liberty and human autonomy see i i think it's been completely hijacked just like there is nothing conservative about conservatism anymore Nothing liberal about liberalism anymore. Liberalism comes out of classical uh, liberalism. That's Jeffersonian principles. And so the liberals today, the liberals over the last 30 years, are anything but uh, standing for freedom. It goes on to say, its principal proponents have been prominent technologists like American computer scientist and futurist Ray Kurzweil, and scientists like Austrian-born Canadian computer scientist and robotic uh, roboticist Hans Moravec. And American nanotechnology researcher, Eric Drexler, with the addition of a small but influential contingent of thinkers, such as American philosopher James Hughes and Swedish philosopher Nick Bostrom. And so, as you know, I spent a few episodes, I believe episodes one through three, on Ray Kurzweil, some of these other characters we have brought up throughout various episodes, and we'll go into some of them in the future. There is much to uncover as you dissect and analyze each one of these thought leaders. It goes on to say, the movement has evolved since its beginnings as a loose association of groups dedicated to extrapianism, a philosophy devoted to the transcendence of human limits. Transhumanism is principally divided between adherents of two visions of post-humanity, one in which technological and genetic improvements have created a distinct species of radically enhanced humans, and the other in which greater-than-human-machine intelligence emerges all right greater than human machine intelligence emerges and so the concept behind Kurzweil's theory of singularity is that once artificial intelligence surpasses that of human intelligence the humans will basically have to merge with the machines in order to survive now both of these you can see are artificially created by the scientists by the engineers by the technologists Because they are the ones creating the technology, they are the ones doing the genetic hacking, and they are the ones creating the superhuman artificial intelligence. So, it is the scientists and the engineers and the technologists that end up harnessing and hacking and hijacking and pirating humanity itself in order to create a post-human species. All right? Do you you see how, how that works, folks? So it has nothing to do with being human. This has to do with engineering humanity out of... Existence. Now, let me just finish up this uh, part for you quickly. It says, the membership of the transhumanist movement tends to split in an additional way. One prominent strain of transhumanism argues that social and cultural institutions, including national and international governmental organizations, will be largely irrelevant, uh, 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 irrelevant, irrelevant. Sorry about that, folks. I'm... Spitting out words and making them up as I go along. I think I need a uh, brain helmet. Uh, (laughs) Irrelevant to the trajectory of technological development. Market forces and the nature of technological progress will drive humanity to approximately the same end point, regardless of social and cultural influences. That end point is often referred to as the singularity, a metaphor drawn from astrophysics and referring to the point of hyper-dense material at the center of a black hole, which generates its intense gravitational pull. Among transhumanists, the singularity is understood as the point at which artificial intelligence surpasses that of humanity, which will allow the convergence of human and machine consciousness. All right, that's what I just explained to you. That convergence will herald the increase in human consciousness, physical strength, emotional well-being, and overall health, and greatly extend the length of human lifetime. So, that, that's what they're promising, is that the artificial intelligence will merge with human intelligence, even though they say the artificial intelligence will be smarter. Therefore, why would it not just kill the humans but anyway it will merge with the humans and then it will allow humans consciousness to grow and their physical physical strength to become stronger the second strain of transhumanism holds a contrasting view that social institutions such as religion traditional notions of marriage and child rearing and western perspectives of freedom not only can influence the trajectory of technological development but could ultimately retard or halt it Bostrom and British philosopher David Pierce founded the World Transhumanist Association in 1998 as a nonprofit organization dedicated to working with those social institutions to promote and guide the development of human enhancement technologies and to combat those social forces seemingly dedicated to halting such technological process. So, as you can see there, folks... The technocrats started to infiltrate, I'm sorry, in this case the transhumanists, but I'll show you in a moment, they are the same thing. The transhumanists began to infiltrate by working with these religious groups uh, and such that would be what would be considered to be bioconservatives against actually hacking humanity and uh, engineering it out of existence to the point of which they become post-human. So, you take Kurzweil's philosophy, right? And then you take this other philosophy, and they both actually come together. I've done a lot of reading on this. There's really no difference. One believes that these institutions are an encumbrance to the development and to the launching and getting to the point of this post human era. Now, remember, any of these guys that are alive today that believe in this need all obstacles out of the way because they want immortality. They obviously fear. Uh, god or they don't believe in that concept and so they want immortality here on earth Uh, living inside of their heaven their digital heaven the metaverse that's what they're creating and so they don't believe in the idea of transcending to heaven therefore they're trying to build one here on earth and so they want to speed up this process because they obviously don't want to die of natural causes before they reach the point of gaining their artificial immortality But see, when you look at technocracy, which is the scientists and the engineers controlling society, they admit it's social engineering. So the scientists, the engineers, and the technologists want to control society and the means of production and the distribution of the goods and services. Transhumanism is that the scientists, the engineers, and the technologists want to control humanity itself. So in technocracy, they are controlling the natural world. They are building a technological system, a prison planet that controls the physical world. The transhumanists are trying to control the biological world, your very being, your body. They want to hack it, hijack it, and pirate it. And then they want to engineer it out of existence to the point where we are post-human, meaning humans are gone and a new species is here, and they will do that through technological advancements, gene editing, DNA splicing, and so the scientists and engineers, which will then grow these genetically modified humans, which they hope will not be humans eventually, inside of these synthetic wombs. At the same time, in this bridge scenario, they are trying to control the means of production. They're trying to control society. They're trying to control government. So everything they're trying to do is about control. So my belief is that technocracy being brought in to society now and pretty much all the Western worlds, they are hijacking The natural world, governments, the flow of people, uh, society, culture, and everything under the technocratic system. And that is part of what is the second strain of transhumanism, which is the ability for them to control all of the people, all of the organizations and institutions that would traditionally be fighting back against this idea of moving into a post-human world. But at the end of the day, the scientists and engineers control the physical world through technocracy. They control the biological world through transhumanism. It is the scientists, the engineers, and the technologists, these folks who do not believe in transcending to heaven or that there is a God or there is some sort of afterlife. So what they are doing is they are trying to build their version of it here on earth through what eventually will be this cyber metaverse, folks. So it is the technocratic transhumanists. They are one in the same. It is the scientists, the engineers, and the technologists who want to control everything, rule over everything, to the point in which they engineer the natural world away and they engineer humanity out of existence ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion